You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. Josh Heupel, the next head coach at Tennessee. That's what the latest rumors are. We'll discuss what Heupel could bring to the table for the Vols. Also, 10 in a row for Alabama basketball as they take down Kentucky for the second time in two weeks. We'll recap a solid night of SEC basketball and tons of SEC players taking part in the Senior Bowl. We'll tell you who has stood out so far and also we'll take a quick peek ahead looking at next SEC football season with our buddy Zach Blackerby. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, the big news coming out last night that UCF head coach Josh Heupel has emerged as the favorite to be the next head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers. Heupel is a former national championship quarterback from Oklahoma, who has been coaching since 2005. Of course, you may remember he was the offensive coordinator at Mizzou in 2016 and 2017. And after Scott Frost left UCF in 2018 for the Nebraska job, Heupel was named the head coach at UCF. Now, there's a connection there. Danny White was the athletic director at UCF. He is now the athletic director for the Tennessee Volunteers. Some people saying, oh, I guess that was a package deal. If you hire Danny White, you're getting Josh Heupel as the head coach. Here's some things on Heupel. Since taking over at UCF, he has gone 28-8 and overall. It's really good. 19-5 and in the conference. Of course, it's the American Athletic Conference. Not one of the best, but a pretty competitive, tough conference. They were a perfect 12-0 and back in 2018, if you recall, before they lost to LSU and Joe Burrow in the Fiesta Bowl. If you're a Vol fan, there is a lot to like about Heupel. His offenses have averaged around 40 points per game at UCF. Paul Fortenberry tweeted tweeted out last night, his offense is ranked top five in the country in each of Heupel's three years there. I think if you're a Tennessee fan, you have to be real with yourself. At this point, it is going to be very hard to attract an A-plus level coach when you don't know what exact punishment the NCAA is going to hand down on you. You hope you've been pretty proactive about it, and wiping out Jeremy Pruitt and much of his staff, but you still could lose tons of scholarships, you could get put on probation, could get a postseason ban. All of that is still on the table, and so I think you could do a lot worse than a 42-year-old still up-and-coming young coach in Heupel. If anything, at least you would have an entertaining offense to watch and likely much better quarterback play than we've seen in recent years at Tennessee. I want to play a little audio for you. This was Brett Hubbs and Austin Price of VolQuest discussing the latest last night. So at this point, the coaching search is Tony Elliott. Seems like he's destined to stay at Clemson, going to get more money to stay with the Tigers. But one name that I've continued to hear more and more on this Tuesday night is Central Florida head coach Josh Heupel. Brent, it seems like there's some traction with the former Oklahoma quarterback. Yeah, you know, that's a guy obviously Danny White's very familiar with and hiring him at Central Florida. One wondered when he got this job if if Josh Heupel might not be a candidate. We had him on our hot board out of the gate because it just made a lot of sense. Uh, certainly that's not been kind of the first direction that Danny White has gone. I think this the Parker group has called a lot of sitting guys out there at other places, Luke Fickle, um, Matt Campbell, James Franklin, a lot of the names that we've talked about. And 
Um, you know, they have not had a lot of interest. And I think as this search has evolved, um, I think it's turning back to where uh, Josh Heupel has put himself in position or he's in position to be a very viable candidate. They know each other very well um, at Central Florida. They've had some success down there, certainly, and, and trying to keep that thing going since Scott Frost has been gone. So um, it would it would make sense that that would be somebody that, that Danny White is comfortable with and familiar with. So uh, we'll see what happens moving forward, but I'm with you. It, it seems like his name is, is starting to, to percolate out there, if you will, in a lot of different coaching fronts. If Tennessee likes to go that way, one would think that Joe Osevet may stand the best chance to remain on the staff. He just interviewed with Heupel at Central Florida. And so it will be interesting to see how this all transpires if Tennessee likes to go with a guy like Josh Heupel, because I don't think he's going to bring his entire staff with him from UCF. So who can get in play here to potentially be on a Josh Heupel-led staff? Well, I think, I think that's a great question. Um, how, who would he bring? I don't know on the defensive side of the ball that, that he would, that, that there would be a whole lot of interest there uh, with Randy Shannon. I don't know how, um, you know, they gave up a lot of points this past year defensively. I think that was a struggle. So I don't know if they would want to continue to do that um, or go that direction or, or what they would do. I, I don't know. At, at this point, I think for Tennessee fans, everybody wants to know what's next and, and it looks like right now, it, at least a new name that is certainly emerging um, a great deal this evening is Josh Heupel, which again makes a lot of sense because of his familiarity uh, with, with Danny White. Now, what would a contract look like? Could they get everything comfortable? Could they make everybody comfortable with a contract that way um, in terms of length and all this stuff? I mean, there's lots and lots of questions there, but everybody tonight was is chasing airplanes and throwing out names and this, that, and the other. And I think what we're both saying here in this conversation is um, Josh Heupel's name was not talked about two days ago. It wasn't talked about yesterday uh, while Danny White was in Atlanta doing interviews, but it is a name that's being talked about this evening. That, again, was Austin Price and Brent Hubbs, both from VolQuest. And Austin Price was the one who uh, tweeted that out last night, that Josh Heupel was the front runner. And then since then, we've seen a lot of people uh, verify that uh, it's not official, official as of this recording, but again, a lot of people saying he is in the driver's seat now to be the next Tennessee Vols head coach. I do want to react a little bit, though. I've seen on social media a lot of Vols fans um, maybe being a little bit non-realistic with the situation. I've seen a lot say they really want Lane Kiffin. Look, Tennessee has gone down that road. They're not bringing Lane Kiffin back anytime soon, and also Lane is in a pretty good spot at Ole Miss. For any Vol fan who thinks that Tennessee is in a much better spot right now program-wise than Ole Miss, I don't know what to tell you because Lane has already instilled his offense there at Ole Miss, and if that defense gets a little bit better, Ole Miss is going to be a really good team next year. They may surprise some people with some winning some games they're not supposed to in the West next year. Uh, you know, I've seen Hugh Freeze out there. Again, I just don't – you're not going to fire a guy who got <laughs> busted for – paying athletes to bring in a guy who got busted for paying athletes. And that's what happened under Hugh Freeze's watch at Ole Miss on top of the uh, call girls or whatever else he had going on on the company phone uh, when he was on the road. So there's a lot of reasons that I think Greg Sankey and company would be saying, you know what, Hugh Freeze is going to come back to the SEC. Let's give it a little bit more time to breathe here before we start rushing to bring him back. I've seen some people say Jamie Chadwell also. I just feel like most of those guys that you're throwing out there are in good situations right now, 
and wouldn't necessarily be a huge step up to come to Tennessee with where Tennessee is right now and also an impending possible punishments coming their way. That's why I say I think you should start to consider and look at Josh Heupel's record and at least come around to the fact you could have an entertaining offense next year and good quarterback play. That's something that we have not seen at Tennessee in a handful of years. We'll uh, certainly keep following this and bring you more as Josh Heupel appears to be in the driver's seat for the next head coach spot for the Tennessee Volunteers. When we come back, we're going to run around the conference. A lot of stuff to get into, including Alabama with a monster uh, win in basketball as they keep it rolling. We'll discuss all that next. Stay there. We tell you all the time about our friends at Built Bar. They are the best-tasting protein bar ever. Actually, just got a new box in this week, Variety Pack, trying out a bunch of new flavors. Look, it's easy to get hooked on your favorite. I've been hooked on the cookies and cream for several months, but I said, you know what? I'm going to expand my horizons. Try some of these new ones. Caramel brownie, really, really good. Cherry barcia, also really good. Look, you might find one you don't like. That's why you get the variety pack and test out all the different flavors. And I guarantee you're going to find at least a handful of ones that you like. It is great if you're looking to be a little bit more health conscious in the new year or you're looking to just lose or maintain uh, weight while indulging in a delicious treat. I tell you all the time, instead of grabbing that bag of Cheetos or whatever it is in the afternoon while you're at work for a mid-afternoon snack, why not grab a built Bar? They are loaded with protein. They are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in fiber. The uh, cookies and cream that I go for, only 130 calories with 17 grams of protein. Great for post-workout. And like I said, just an all healthier alternative to some of the junk food that is out there. Go check them out on their website, BuiltBar.com. And if you find something you like, when you go to hit the checkout button, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON and they're going to take 20% off of your order. Use the promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Hey, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports needs, sports news you need. In under 20 minutes, subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Fun night of uh, SEC basketball games last night. Uh, just decided we'll just include some of these in our around the conference because we got a lot of tidbits to get to around uh, the SEC football world, including some big news coming out today from the SEC, some big news that came out last night from the SEC. Let's get to it all as we go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. We start with Alabama basketball. What a big win for them last night, beating Kentucky 70-59. The Tide extend their win streak to 10. 10 wins in a row for Alabama basketball. That is their longest streak since 1997. They improved to 9-0 in the SEC. It's just the second time Alabama has started 9-0 in the conference in school history. And they end up sweeping the season series against Kentucky. 
They do that for the first time since 1989. Nate Oates should definitely be in the running for whatever Coach of the Year list you want to throw out there. SEC, National Coach of the Year, whatever. I don't think anyone expected Alabama to be this good. We knew they'd be good, just didn't know they'd be this good. 14-3 and overall, and those three early season losses feel like distant memories now as they are still undefeated, the lone undefeated team in the SEC. Tennessee got a much-needed home win last night, holding on to beat Mississippi State 56-53. to It was a close game almost the entire way, and Mississippi State is a tough, scrappy team. They fall to 4-5 and five in the conference, 9-0 overall, but that's a team that uh, fights and plays with a lot of heart. But Tennessee, they really needed this. We mentioned they were on that losing streak. They snapped that and improved to 11-3 overall, 5-3 in the SEC. Of course, they uh, fell from, I think they were ranked 6th last week nationally. They're now ranked 18th in the country, but really needed to get that win. So shout out to the Vols. In SEC football news, the conference will release the 2021 football schedule officially this afternoon. If you're listening to this on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on the SEC Network, they will run through the entire schedule. The thing is, we know mostly, or we know who everybody's playing. We know who you're scheduled to play in the conference and non-conference. We just don't know when. So we'll have that for you on tomorrow's show and run through... uh, what all the weeks look like. What do we always look for? If you're a fan of a certain team, you look for, all right, where, where do my road trips match up? Go to Florida late in the season. Go to Tuscaloosa early in the year. Everybody likes to plan out their road trips. And here's hoping, fingers crossed, we'll have a lot more SEC road trips this year. At least that's what I'm hoping to do. Uh, if we can get back to some bit of normalcy by football season, plan to hit the road and head to a bunch of different SEC towns this football season. Also in SEC football news, the conference announced that the 2021 SEC media days are going to take place in July this year uh, as they normally do. Remember last year they kept pushing it back and then all of a sudden it was just, all right, these are uh, canceled. But uh, they will not be in Nashville this year as it was originally scheduled. The media days will move back to the Winfrey Hotel in Hoover, Alabama as they have been for the most part of the last 20 years. They are scheduling the trip to Nashville for 2023. So they're not moving it to next year. They're moving it to the year after. Of course, Nashville has been dealing with a lot of COVID cases. Greg Sankey came out and said, look, they had planned to have tons of fan events and all kinds of stuff planned for when they take SEC media days to Nashville. So he said by giving it two years, that'll give them plenty of time to put all their plans together and uh you know, the big question is where we are currently with the virus, with media days still six months away. Let's just hope and we can get back to some bit of normalcy when it comes to media day coverage. Sometime in the next couple of weeks, I'll play for you some clips of just some of the highlights I've had throughout the years of going to SEC media days. We've been going for about six years now, and it's been a lot of fun to talk with a lot of people. I was listening back to some of the highlights recently and talking with Laura Rutledge, Maria Taylor, Booger McFarlane, Marcus Spears. All of them moved on to bigger and better things. They're all on the big ESPN now. So it's just kind of funny to see throughout the years a lot of the faces we see at SEC Media Days, especially a lot of the media folks. They move up and move on to bigger things throughout the years. So uh, really looking forward to doing that. And we'll bring you full coverage from SEC Media Days this year 
once again from Hoover. Football news, LSU, they made their defensive coordinator hire official as they signed Durante Jones as their new defensive coordinator. Jones is getting a contract close to what Dave Aranda made in his first deal with LSU back in 2016. It's a multi-year deal, $1.2 million. You'll also get a one-time payment of $150,000. I would assume to move his family and relocate down here from Minnesota where he was coaching with the Vikings, of course. It's a lot less than what LSU overpaid last year to Bo Pelini, signing him to a three-year deal worth $2.3 million annually. LSU still needs to pay Pelini $4 million by the end of this month. I just wonder, is there a part of Pelini that says, you know what? I was terrible this year. I'm going to give you guys some of that money back. Boy, was I awful. I mean, like, record terrible defenses from LSU. I don't know what, you know, at the time, I said it's not a bad hire bringing Polini back, but didn't realize he forgot how to coach football. Goodness. Uh, LSU is also paying their new offensive coordinator, Jake Peets, similar type money to what Durante Jones is getting. So, if you're keeping track, your new LSU coordinators, Jake Peets, offensive coordinator, Durante Jones, defensive coordinator. Much younger guys than Coach O has been used to bring on. Let's see if it works out. Over at Arkansas, it looks like they will be bringing in Southern Miss offensive line coach Cody Kennedy to come in to be the new tight ends coach for the Razorbacks. Kennedy previously worked for Sam Pittman at Georgia. And over at Kentucky, wide receiver Khalil Branham has reportedly left the program. He is not yet entered the transfer portal, but he was a three-star wide receiver who was part of Mark Stoops' 2020 recruiting class. He redshirted last year, but did not appear in any of Kentucky's games. And there you go. That is around the conference. When we return, give you a quick update from the Senior Bowl, who stood out from the SEC so far, and we'll also kind of take a quick peek ahead at the 2021 SEC football season with our buddy Zach Blackerby. That's next. Yeah, the NFL season has wrapped up just about. We got one more game left. That is the Super Bowl coming up next week. And, of course, we still got uh, the thick of basketball season going on. SEC basketball games uh, every couple of nights. And, of course, the NBA slate is going on. There is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. And when you do so, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus. you got tons of stuff you can get in on. We mentioned all this week the Kansas City Chiefs, three-and-a-half-point favorites currently at betonline.ag over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you feel really good about uh, Tom Brady and his chances, he does not suck when he gets to the Super Bowls. So uh, if you feel good about them, you can get in on them plus the three-and-a-half. Whatever you want to do, all the action is there for you at betonline.ag. Look, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It is BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins... Might I recommend listening to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. 
And yeah, I had to double check that uh, liner where it said college football all winter long. Yeah, we're going to have some swack football here very soon. So, uh, look, it'll be fun to have college basketball kind of going 300, 300, maybe not 365 days, but uh, a good portion of the 52 week span from last college football season into spring football. And the Senior Bowl is going on this week. First round of practices yesterday, and I was reading up on uh, some of the takeaways. I saw Bucky Brooks said that Najee Harris, Alabama running back, decided to practice yesterday against the advice of his agents because he said he couldn't be at the Senior Bowl and not compete. If that doesn't get some NFL team turned on to Najee Harris, basically this guy saying, yeah, I'm probably going to be one of the first running backs taken in this year's draft, but uh, you know what? Don't care about trying to stay healthy. I came here, and I'm ready to compete. Give me some action. So Najee Harris practicing against the advice of his agents yesterday, and apparently looked pretty good out there. Uh, Alabama offensive lineman Alex Leatherwood, he measured in yesterday with an 85 and 3 eighths wingspan, which according to a report, that is the third longest wingspan recorded since 1999. So I'm sure a lot of scouts will like that about Alex Leatherwood. Uh, South Carolina wide receiver Shai Smith had a really incredible catch in Senior Bowl practice yesterday. According to Dane Brugler, he had full extension, a leaping grab above his head. So Shai Smith already turning some heads this week. And another guy, Florida wide receiver Kadarius Toney, apparently looked really good in one-on-ones, according to a report. He was one of the winners on the afternoon. Other guys who were reportedly really impressed, Tennessee offensive lineman Trey Smith, Kentucky O-lineman Drake Jackson, and former Wake Forest quarterback Jamie Newman. Of course, he never really played at Georgia despite transferring there. There were rave reviews about him. Some saying he has the had the best arm in Mobile. We'll see once the uh, other guys get going. We already mentioned Kyle Trask ended up pulling out. He will not participate. Neither will Georgia DB Richard LeCount. But wouldn't that be something if Jamie Newman ends up being the guy who turns all the heads at the quarterback spot? Of course, Mac Jones is out there. Kellen Mond, among others. So uh, we'll keep you up to date. We'll hope to catch up with our buddy Ross Jackson on tomorrow's show to uh, get a full report on the first two days of practice at the Senior Bowl. All right, yesterday, caught up with my buddy Zach Blackerby on the Locked on College Football podcast, and we talked about who some of the guys from the SEC that really need to stand out at the Senior Bowl this week, and we also took a look ahead to some SEC teams next season. Here was a little bit of that conversation. Gordy, so when when you look at the, the state of the SEC right now, and college football as a whole is extremely, extremely top-heavy. But when you look at the SEC, it's like, okay, you, you just mentioned Georgia, then obviously Alabama, your national champs. Is it starting to is it starting to, are you starting to see more of a, a divide happen even closer to the top of the standings? Yeah, it'll be interesting because there are a lot of guys coming back next year across the SEC that maybe in a normal year you wouldn't expect to come back. I mean, you've got a couple of guys coming back for their fifth and sixth years at some schools. So it will be very interesting, but it starts with the quarterback. And, you know, like I said earlier, JT Daniels at Georgia is the known. We know what we have in him. He's going to be really good. Uh, when you look at Alabama, okay, they they, they didn't get um, a, lot of, a lot of playing time out of Bryce Young, but he's going to be, you know, highly touted recruit, finally get his chance to shine there. Uh, Auburn, you know, Bo Nix is back, but Bo Nix was good freshman year, bad sophomore year. What's he going to be in his third year, especially with a new coaching staff? So, uh, and then Matt Corral at Ole Miss, I think, is going to be on a lot of preseason lists because 
He's he threw for a ton of yards. He's going to throw for a ton of yards again with Lane Kiffin coaching him. So I think it starts with the quarterback, and that's where you look. But you know, I would not be so like some of the bottom dwellers, right? Like South Carolina and Vandy, they're both bad, but they both have new coaches in there. What can the new coaches do with the talent that was already in there? Mississippi State, you know, Mike Leach finishes three and seven there, but his quarterback Will Rogers looked pretty good, and then he brings in a top recruit quarterback in this recruiting class. Mm-hmm. He's going to compete for playing time. So. I think we're going to see. I mean, the, the good thing is it feels like we're going to go back to the regular schedules next year, uh, hopefully, you know, post-COVID, and we kind of get back into a regular college football season. So, yeah. you know, it, it helps not playing an all-SEC schedule next year so some of these teams can, you know, at least the bad teams could get to 6-6 six and six and, and get bowl eligible. But, um, yeah, it feels like if you don't have a quarterback, it's going to be tough for you to compete, uh, not only in the SEC, but for the college football playoff next year. So – Obviously, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm entrenched in Auburn stuff. And so my perspective on specific players are going to be off from conference-wide views or national views. Give me your lowdown of what you think Bo Nix is as a quarterback as far as where you would put him in the SEC. My, my question is, what, why was he bad this year? Was it coaching? Was it lack of communication? Was it Gus trying to say, oh, no, no, I'm not try- I'm not calling the plays. It's all Chad Morris. And Chad Morris going, no, 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 Gus is working with me on the offense. Like, uh, where's the disconnect there? Because they have I- I think dynamic it's all of those running things. backs. Tank Bigsby showed he was outstanding this year. And then you had this trio of awesome, awesome wide receivers with Seth Williams, Anthony Schwartz, Eli Stove, and they're all gone now. So mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be a big question mark for me for Bo Nix. And I think Auburn and Brian Harson making an open competition. Yeah, I would not be surprised if Bo Nix gets beat out. Um, you know, because uh, I know the, the quarterback is coming in, big time recruit from the Houston area. Yeah. He's supposed to be really good, but uh, we'll see. If Bo Nix is a starter next year, I'd still put him. Man, I, I, I put him behind JT Daniels. I put him behind Matt Corral. Uh, maybe even behind Emory Jones. I think a lot of mm-hmm. people are counting him out at Florida. I think Florida's offense could be even more dynamic next year, and that's no knock at Kyle Trask, but with Dan Mullen's offense. You know, having that running ability that Emory Jones has on top of the passing ability, I think they could be even more dynamic next year. But um, yeah, probably somewhere in the five to five to six range is where I put Bo Nix going into next year. Sure, yeah, and that, that's kind of what I expected. And you know, Auburn fans ask that question every week. It's like, why is Bo Nix bad? Is it the offensive line? And that's kind of what it looks like. He does not help his offensive line out, but it's like uh, a second and a half into the play, it'll be a clean pocket, and he just wants to leave the pocket, and it's. Um, it's tough to watch. It's, it was really, really tough to watch. And every now and then you'll see a throw by Bo. And it's like, wow, that was beautiful. And then I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a team to watch next year. Kentucky, I think, yeah. is going to be a real sneaky team. They've got some a good D line, a good offensive line. A lot of guys in their defense that could have went pro are coming back, but they bring in an offensive coordinator from the NFL, Liam Cohen, and this guy's supposed to be the real deal. He's going to make them uh, more dynamic. I, I saw a stat yesterday that Kentucky has averaged like 188 yards passing a game over the last couple of years with Eddie Grant as their OC. That's abysmal. Like, Gross. I think if they bring in – remember they had Lynn Bowden at quarterback two years ago, wide receiver. So I think if they can get the quarterback position figured out there with Kentucky and they can put up some points, they're going to be maybe a dark horse in the East next year. All right, that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. We've got some great guests coming up uh, throughout this week. Like I said, we're going to catch up with our buddy Ross Jackson of uh, actually the Locked On Podcast Network. He's down in Mobile covering the Senior Bowl, so we'll get some thoughts from him on some of the SEC guys that stood out. Also, hoping to catch up with Michael Bratton, 
SEC Mike on Twitter. Working for Saturday Down South now. Really hoping to uh, catch up with him and get his thoughts on the Tennessee debacle. Will we be talking tomorrow about new Tennessee head coach Josh Heupel and his press conference? Mm. Like it or not, Vols, that is where the Vol program currently is with new AD Danny White. Appreciate all you guys for listening. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow, and we will discuss and break down the full SEC schedule, which will be released later today. Most exciting games of week one, week two. Get into all of it tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC. If you haven't done so yet, subscribe. We're here for you every day. LockedOnSEC.com.